When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is our third and our final episode for the year and for our 2023 Christmas series. That's right. So uh, if you haven't listened to our first two, you should. We got to sit down with with Blood Comes Cleansing and with Close Your Eyes. Yeah. But yeah, Christmas is practically here. Dude, recording from, so right now when we're recording, it is officially one week until Christmas. Are you... uh, Are you all dialed in and ready to go? Not at all. I mean, I got lucky, and uh, it's not like I got lucky. Everyone else on my team took the week of Christmas off. Yeah. And so I got the week before Christmas and, you know, Monday and Tuesday next week, too. So, you know, I got like a super long weekend, but I have to go back into work for three days to have another three-day weekend, you know? Oh, yeah. That's still cool, though. Yeah. No one will be there, and I'm sure I could get a lot of work done. So it'll be great. But uh, are you ready for for Christmas? You know, mostly we've got a lot of stuff wrapped. Um, I so here's the deal, dude. Okay, this is like actually firing me up. So my wife, she's a teacher, and she we just send each other Amazon lists. Like, here's what I want for Christmas. Like, sure, buy yeah. it. You know, when it goes on sale, buy. So she sends me her list, and it says my wife's name list. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, sweet. So I got in there, and I like, this is weird. Like. 200 laminating sheets, 48 dry erase markers, <laughs> yeah, 18 pack of Crayola washable paint. I'm like, whatever. She says she wants it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, dude, I bought the list, dude. I bought everything. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, she wants these, like, you know, little magnets. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> this is the easiest shopping of the year. And then, like, so the gifts start coming, and she opens one of the boxes. And she's like, what's this? I was like, oh, you weren't supposed to see that until Christmas. And she's like, I didn't want What are you talking about? And I was like, you sent me the list. And she looked. She sent me her teacher, like, wish list. Yep, yep. And I'm an idiot. Like, I don't even know how. I didn't even think of this. And so I have You're literally. Like, she wants to do crafts, I guess. <laughs> like, she wants to Dude. color. She wants to glue. 100 little clothespins, you know, like just random stuff that like, what was I? (laughs) Anyways. And so then she's like, this is my real list. And it's like AirPods and like stuff that people actually want, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my, oh my goodness. I am the biggest idiot to ever, (laughs) to ever. So I'm, I'm wrapping it still, dude. I told her, I'm like, I'm wrapping all that. I bought it. Yep. (laughs) You're going to open up, you know, 400 washable markers. (laughs) <laughs> and 10, 12 packs of Crayola crayons. I don't care. You know, and I think that list, too, is like a wish list. Like, community and parents, like, buy. Like, this is what Mrs. Hogue wants, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yep, and so yep. I think I just wasted a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's uh, – I'm ready, dude. I've got everything. I'm ready to go now because, like, I have so many gifts for my wife. 
and I've got gifts for my kids now, so I'm good to go. I'm good to go. <laughs> well, don't feel bad. Uh, my wife and I were watching Deck the Halls the other night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we were wrapping presents and talking about, like, you know, oh, this kid's got this many, this kid's got this many, like... And then we started talking about stocking stuffers, and we realized we forgot to buy a Santa Claus gift for Rosalind, our newborn, you know, <laughs> yeah, nine-month-old. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, how could we forget? Like, it's a week away. Like, we can't just, like, buy stuff online. And Like, at this point, if you're buying presents online, you're gambling with yeah, it being 100%. at your house. But, yeah, so we, we felt super bad. Like, part of us were like, she won't know she didn't get a gift from Santa. Yeah, yeah, but it's like... But her brothers are going to know. Oh, yeah. You could <laughs> ruin it. Like, was Rosalind bad this year? Oh, it's like, did you shoot. see how many poopy diapers she had? <laughs> Dude, you could, yeah. Or it could ruin Santa Claus for them. Yeah. They'd be like, hmm, you know. The dog gets a stocking. The cat <laughs> gets a stocking. It's like Roz gets Poor oh, little bummer. Roz, dude. <laughs> we, we fixed it. We got it. We got it covered. So. Good, good. Well, no, that's not bad, dude. You know, it happens. I think my situation's way worse than yours. You fixed it. I'm <laughs> yours is worse. Mine was way a worse. Lack of present. Yours was and like, yeah. My <laughs> wife's look when she realized like what I did. She's like, serious? Like, I don't want that. <laughs> you sent me the list. That's the exact list you sent me, and it said your name on it, dude. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. Yeah. Well, I think, um, yeah, let's talk about why we're here. You know, Christmas is almost here, and we got to sit down with another awesome band, uh, a newer band, a band that is, you know, um, kind of killing it right now online. And it was super awesome to talk to him. We talked to Reformed. Mm-hmm. We talked to Victor, Jake, and Tony, yep. the three guys that make up Reformed. Uh, it was a good conversation. Um, I've only ever chatted with Victor, so it was cool to like meet the whole band and uh, hear their Christmas stories and hear some of their background and how the band formed and stuff like that. So I'm super excited for our listeners to get to know Reform. So I think right now is the time where we need to just kick back and sit in front of the fire and turn on the uh, Christmas cheer that is all-consuming podcast this time of the year. Sure. Hey guys, I'm Victor. I'm the vocalist of Reformed. That's my role. <laughs> Lyricist, I guess, also. Jake, you, Jake, you're up next. Yeah, so my name is Jake Smith. Um, I play guitar, and I also currently mix and master our music. Sweet. Word. And I am Tony, and I play guitar. But no drummer. And we both, we both play um, uh, computer drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no one needs bassist anymore. Yeah, have, we only, we only have bass in our songs. So, <laughs> hey, it sounds awesome though. So, um, the first question we always ask people when we bring them on the podcast is, uh, "What is like the gateway that got you into heavy music?" You know, because most people don't just start listening to screamy music or whatever. You know, like, uh, um, so we'll start with uh, Tony. What was your gateway band into heavy music? Oh, man. I would say 
probably like the first heavy thing that I listened to was probably like Linkin Park, like oh, yeah. years ago when like Meteora came out. Uh, and that, but the first like really heavy band was Trivium, and I was like mm-hmm. absolutely obsessed with Trivium for a few years. Um, yeah, I would say the the that was really the band that got me into like heavy heavy music. That's awesome, dude. I remember like uh, I was Hybrid Theory. I must be a little older than you, but I remember I got Hybrid <laughs> Theory and like. Dude, it, I thought it was the heaviest thing ever invented, you know, at the time. And then you yeah. l- hear the next thing, you're like, oh man, dude. Look at Park. There's we, more stuff out there. Yeah, Hybrid yeah. Theory is I still, one of the I best. Still, For sure. I still go back and listen to that, uh, their old stuff. And I'm like, dude, yeah. it's still just so good. Yeah. All right, uh, Jake, how about you? What what uh, got you into heavy music? So my dad had a big influence uh, growing up. We always listened to old 80s hair metal. So Van Halen and uh you know stuff with some high speed you know guitars and drums and just energetic music but i remember um i went to my first metal show when i was 10 and it just mm. so happened to be war of ages wow. and uh they were with uh demise euros and wow. one other smaller band i can i cannot i cannot think of it for the death of me right now but um pretty much from that moment on seeing them live and i and i got the drumstick afterwards too because uh, i was just a kid in the on the front and you didn't row. become a drummer <laughs> didn't become a drummer i mean i <laughs> i i uh I, I still have that drumstick actually um but pretty much from that moment on it was the rest is history i mean it was metal from there on i see you have a uh shadows of security uh vinyl on the wall there uh, that yeah. was that's like my number one album of all time as i dying um, they were oh, probably yes. my favorite band up until for today started rolling around hot and heavy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean the list goes on and on, but the, the big influences for me were definitely war of ages and as dying. It's awesome. Awesome. That's so cool. Uh, and last but not least, we've got Victor. Yeah. In my case, um, I don't even know what music I was raised with. I'm, I'm an only child and my parents are Brazilian. So it was a lot of Brazilian, like contemporary music. And then uh, when I was in elementary school, Guitar Hero 3 came out. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I got that. And then my entire iPod was just all the songs from Guitar Hero. And they're all <laughs> rock songs. And Is I was that the just, one that had Metallica on it? It had uh, one by Metallica. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, I have a very strong memory of all the songs that are on specifically Guitar Hero 3. And then Guitar Hero World Tour. And then Guitar Hero Metallica came out. And then I became a Metallica fanboy, and I think I was 12. <laughs> and Metallica went on tour, and it was like the last time they came to Ottawa, my city, was when I was 13. And my dad got me a ticket for my birthday, and we went, and it was Volbeat, Lamb of God, and Metallica. Nice. After that, I'm not sure how I evolved, but then I became a – oh, I know why. Uh, in Ottawa, there was a, it's like a, like a yearly like rock festival called the Blues Fest. I think it used to be blues and then it evolved to blues. rock and now it's pretty much just like pop and rap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really not worth going to anymore, honestly. <coughs> but uh, Iron Maiden was playing and I knew Iron Maiden because they had that one song in <laughs> Run in to Dark the Hills. Three, number of the, it was Number of the Beast, Oh, um, yeah. funnily enough. Mm. Um, but then Dream Theater opened for them and I was no. blown away because they started off with As I Am and the guitar, the guitar solo comes in and I was like, what? This is insane. <laughs> and then they played home as well and the keyboards were insane I, I, i'm a keyboardist like I, I accidentally became a singer so 
I had <laughs> my phase of being obsessed with Jordan Rudess and his keyboard skills. And then um, at some point in high school, I found Periphery. I actually don't remember how. Um, then I became obsessed with Periphery, and that was the same time that I was starting to want to start singing. And um, I wanted to pretty much imitate Spencer Satello's vocals. Um, and that's pretty much what I did. I just listened to what he did, and for a time I just sounded too much like him, and then I started singing other stuff, and then I kind of built up my own style. Um, but then I guess three years ago was when I became Christian, and then I stopped caring about metal. <laughs> so I don't really listen to metal anymore, or any music, really. But Victor doesn't like our that music. Way, all, that way, all no, my inspiration for like vocal <laughs> stuff... Well, I didn't catch that. What would you say? I was joking. I said Victor doesn't even listen to our music. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then from there, I guess uh, everything I picked up over time, I just incorporated in my brain. And I guess that leads to a pretty un- unique way of looking at music. I'm not like trying to sound like anybody, um, but the roots are just whatever metal I used, I used to listen to. That's actually pretty common for like, vocalists in a band to stop listening to music like uh the guys in, in emory yeah the guys in emory they stopped listening to music for like 10 years wow. because they thought everything they kept writing sounded like another band and everything they kept singing was like from another band so they spent time yeah, and like, even then some of our melodies i'm like it. oh that kind of sounds like this song <laughs> this Dude, happened a couple yeah. times for like our reform songs but i don't know for me it's just like I don't know, since all, all the bands I grew up on are secular and I started instantly caring about lyrics the moment I became Christian and I just didn't connect with anything. If it wasn't just completely neutral, it was like really grating to me. So I just stopped really caring. Um, yep. And then at the same time, since I stopped listening to music, I also just didn't really look into Christian metal. But then, um, yeah. No, and here no, you are in Christian able metal. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of the band Reformed, uh, how did that happen? So before uh, we got on, I found out we've got um, someone from Canada, from Vegas, from Oklahoma. Is that right? Yeah. Right. So all over. So how did uh, Reformed even uh, come to be? Yeah. So I I probably have the I'm, I'm like the I guess the central piece to You're the, the catalyst Reformed puzzle here. So I can explain. Um, so just from my YouTube channel, I've been doing covers. Then eventually, I slowly gradually turned my stuff into like doing christian song covers jake i'm not sure how he found me but then he dm'd me just like hey do you want to do a metal cover of endless alleluia i was like okay sure and then that happened we did a second one um tony also hit me up at one point saying he wanted to do a collab also a christian um but then at this point i had other bands that i was a part of um but then over time i became um like not too interested in writing any music if it wasn't Christian. So instead of having my focus be on like the secular lyrics, I began writing Christian music in non-Christian bands. So it was kind of like a, um, I wouldn't be as explicit as I could be at first. I would kind of reference different yeah parts of the bible and then put them in the songs and if you if you knew you'd know but you if you didn't you didn't know but then over time i just became more bold i guess to the point i was very very explicit <laughs> in the fact that it was christian but then of course that doesn't work in a non-christian band mm-hmm. um so ultimately it came down to me being like all right well i know exactly what i want to do and what i need to do and what i'm called to do so um at the same time that i was like 
talking with Tony about like certain songs that we would do and I'd write very, very, very much Christian lyrics for them and Jake at the same time. We're like, wait, well, I'm at this position here where I'm not in a band, but I have two separate projects that are doing pretty much the same thing. Hey, Tony, meet Jake. Let's uh, do something. Oh, and then, okay. And then that's how that happened. Um, <clears throat> like if you look at the four songs that we have released so far, it was two songs I was working on with Jake, two songs I was working on with Tony. And then we just like staggered them into the four releases so far and they cool. surprisingly fit well together yeah <laughs> yeah if we pay close attention we can figure out which one's which huh <laughs> good luck Ooh. probably <laughs> you might be able to i will say that that is like a really cool side of it too though obviously being that we're all in different locations uh um, yeah you know jake will write a full song with drums and everything already you know done and i'll do the same on my end and we'll just kind of send that to victor and then we'll all offer you know kind of our our opinion on it or just contribute in our own way might change a couple things um but it's a really um efficient process you know and uh victor is ridiculously fast at writing his parts so it's uh it's like a win-win for everybody really that's awesome yeah i found you guys well i've been kind of following victor for a minute someone joined our discord server and they're like hey you know the guy who sings on the devil may cry song or whatever and i was like no i don't and they're like well his name's victor and he's a christian and i'm like okay and they're like check out his side project and it was like your band uh shioru mm-hmm. if that's how you say it and you only had one song out at the time called itb and i listened to it and like the first thing you say is in the beginning and i'm like dude this is genesis and like the whole thing is like that and i was like that's really cool um so i've just kind of been and then you know i joined victor's server and he joined ours and we've just been chatting on the side so it's really cool seeing you guys like seeing reform to get created and I can't wait to see like what happens. But uh I think on that note, we will transition to the Christmas Ooh. spirit, right? Let's do it. So I'm going to move on to Christmas questions. Um and I think I'll go in reverse order that Tyler just did. Okay. Uh but our question is what is your favorite Christmas tradition whether it's that you did as a kid or that you're doing now or that you want to do? Uh so Victor, I'll ask you first. Can you ask someone else first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I mean, I, I sure. Go ahead. So um, I know I'm probably spilling the beans for, for Victor, but he's he's a new dad, so he's got a little boy at home. Uh, mm-hmm. But for me, I've got a four-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. And pretty much since having kids, Christmas has like, changed because it's no longer about you know you. Well, I, I mean, of course it's about you know Christ being born and um, right. from the, the Christian side of things, but just from, right. you know, uh, being a dad and having kids, it just opened your eyes to, um, caring for little people. I don't know. It's really cool. And just all the things that we're doing now are just, you know, they're going to be new experiences for them for like the rest of the time they live with me. So, um, we put all the Christmas ornaments on the tree earlier, uh, a couple weeks ago, knocked that out. I, I think that's a cool tradition. Um, yeah. just, just getting to experience Christmas with, with the two kids is really cool. Um, that, that's just something I look forward to doing every year. So, yeah, it definitely is a huge shift. Like any, and you look, you know, depending on how your Christmas were as a kid, you know, you look, you're like, dang, like, I kind of understand my parents. You yeah. Know? Drag, yeah. Dragging me out to look at Christmas lights or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know? Absolutely. Uh, so it's so cool to see that. And then, you know, Christmas morning and. It's it's cool to see that from your kids, you know. But yeah, for sure. Awesome. It's it's definitely different from a, a parent perspective. Uh, 
Yeah. Like you said, you, you see what your parents went through having to deal right. with yeah. you. So. <laughs> yeah. So, Tony, how about you go next? All right. We'll, we'll give Victor a little more time here. Um, I I don't have kids. So my answer, I feel like, is going to be uh, more boring than these guys. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just growing up, just being with the family, man. Um, we uh, You would generally do, like, midnight mass. Um, and, yeah, just it was just exciting just being with the family. Um, wake up breakfast the next day presents the whole the whole nine as far as that side of things go um yeah but i will say you know hearing hearing from these guys uh definitely excited to be a dad one day and have that shift from that to uh something a little bit more uh selfless so yeah enjoy your time like yeah yeah, right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wanted jake to go first because he actually has like kids that have had a christmas before so he knows what he's doing as of like three years <laughs> but yeah my my son was born almost three months ago so it'll be his first Ooh. christmas and um i mean growing he up he won't remember it <laughs> yeah well he'll have the pictures and he'll that's right that's right see pictures. them and see the kid that's what happened um yep. but yeah in my case since i came from a non-christian family christmas was entirely secular so i mean yeah. The, the very typical like be together with family open the presents secret santa stuff like that um and i became christian in the year 2020 where everyone was locked away with each other um but i had found christ in that year so my first it felt like i was like it was special to me it was my first christmas where it was actually like christmas right and right. um i was the only christian i knew essentially so even though i was like a even though I still spent it with my family, like it felt like it was like a, um, a, a a Christmas just with me and the Lord together. And it was like awesome. But then with that, I kind of don't have a, any traditions associated with Christmas because I don't have any Christian related traditions apart from just opening presents and stuff like that. But leaving milk and cookies out for Santa. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember doing that a couple of years, but I figured out that Santa wasn't real pretty quick. And I just kind of held on to get an extra present <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> um, but, and like, I, I was like, okay, I knew my dad was the one eating the cookie and the milk. Like, <laughs> I kind of figured that um, Gary, what are we going to do with all of our young listeners that Victor just ruined it for? Yeah, him? sorry, what? guys. Santa's not real. My, my pastor's daughter listens to us religiously, dude. Um, my apologies. But yeah, and then now I'm married, I have a kid, and I'm like, what Christmas traditions are we going to do? So I'm like, me and my wife were just talking, like really excited to come up with traditions. Uh, I know from her side of the family, like her, like something that's really important is that the whole family gets together and her grandpa does like a service at home. Um, Hmm. So worshiping together, then he preaches on Christ's birth and the significance of that. Um, And I see that and I'm like, I I want to be that for my family. And so, um, I'm going to really emphasize like an intellectual historical aspect to the Christian, the Christmas tradition. Um, but then on top of that, like we already have a tree decorated and we already did a Christmas photo shoot with, uh, my son and we're going to post that soon. I feel like every year we're going to add a new tradition. So I think we, we bought stockings and you can't really do much with a zero year old, but as he grows up, I think we'll figure out fun things to do. Yeah, as a dad who's had three small children around the holidays, don't forget to put your baby in the stocking and take pictures. Or else your wife will remind you about the one kid you didn't do, you know. That's a great idea. I'll I'll make sure to remember that. Should we move on to the next question? 
Yeah, the next question, um, and we had to, you know, we, we did a little research. We saw the songs you guys chose. So we're pretty stoked about this. Um, what songs, Christmas songs, did you guys bring for us to talk to? And we're going to start with Jake. I think that's the solid way to go, learning from the last time. Okay. Right? Sure. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. I chose the uh, the For Today uh, cover, if you want to call it, of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Um, yeah. I found that song whatever year it came out, 2017, maybe 16. Um, it's a good song. Um, I, I'm, I'm not super big into the Christmas carols. Um, I don't typically listen to those on a, you know, daily basis when it gets around Christmas time. I'm more of an August Burns Red, Carol of the Bells type guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to be cliche and choose that. And so I went with the second best uh, and chose some for today. So – um, I think it portrays a great message, um, gets me in the holiday spirit a little bit, and uh, Maddie brings it. So uh, there's really not a whole lot more to it other than it's just really yeah. enjoyable to listen to, and then the, the lyrics are sound. So yeah, I love that you don't even remember it's a Christmas song till it's over when <laughs> right. you hear like church bells and yes. like, and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, this was a Christmas cover. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's totally a four-day song, especially like when Maddie's like. Oh come, oh come, man! You know, it does his whole like, like talk. That was the worst thing, thing I've ever done in my life. But <laughs> the talk scream, I, I, <laughs> dude. It's I like miss those guys it's so, so much. good. I know they they were the, they were the best. In an age yeah. of all these bands like getting back together, you would think like they got to right? Maybe. I mean, there's so many we, bands coming back together. I, I I saw them on their farewell tour um, twice, and. Uh, just, just to, because I knew I was going to miss it so much. And dude, if yeah. they went on tour again, I would travel 400 miles to go see them. Yeah. So I, I hope they do. If you're listening, uh, Maddie, and the rest of for today, <laughs> please. This is it. Let's do it. Do it yeah. for Jake. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for Jake. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go uh, to Tony. What song did you choose? All right. Yeah, I'm like, uh, Jake, I don't listen to a ton of uh, kind of Christmas carol, Christmas music. Uh, so I had to do a little digging on this one. But I actually listened to some songs, um, and I really liked The King by Wolves at the Gate. Um, big fan of that band in the first place. But that song in particular uh, was just really cool. The, the riffs, the guitar riffs were solid. The chorus is huge. Um, just a really, really well-written song really well-performed song but also jake mentioned august burns red um in their christmas music i actually just saw august burns red live yesterday and it's um, awesome part of their part of their encore uh, they opened with carol of the bells and That's cool, or they nice. stayed they played that and then afterwards they're like yo this is the first time we've ever done any of our christmas music live which i feel like is probably a lie but um, I thought that was cool, and that was actually a really cool experience. So anyway, uh, that was cool. That would be cool. We've always talked about, like, could we go to Pennsylvania and go to Christmas Burns Red? How sweet would that yeah, be? That would be sick. That I grew be, up, you know? like, I grew up, like, 30 minutes from Lancaster, actually. Really? Yeah. Dang. So, always yeah, that would be so sick. always thought that was cool that they're from there. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, the Wolves at the Gate. Did that and uh, For Today's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel come off the Midnight Clear album? Yes. Yeah. That that compilation is legit. Who even put like, that we out? We need yeah. more of those. 
So that was like solid a solid state, state thing, right? Solid state. Was it solid state? Yeah, it was. It says solid state and friends. Okay. Four today's on there, and Maddie Mullins is on there. Yeah. I feel like that whole album was like so underrated. Like it never really. Yeah. It, it's even hard to find on Spotify now. So there's there's a lot of bangers on there. Yeah, for sure. We need more uh, albums or artists like working together and doing Christmas releases. That'd be sweet. Yes. Yeah. So the Wolves at the Gate EP, right? The Christmas EP. Mm-hmm. lowborn ep you know how the king's on there too mm-hmm. yeah i'm wondering if you guys think because i think there is a difference if there's a difference between that ep version and the one from you know 2014 because mm. the king actually came out before that that various artists mix you know like they did it in like a year or so before that just as a single got it but i swear if i'd you have listen to go back to and check that out. yeah i have to go back i think they're i think they have different mixes or something like that yeah it's, it's crazy, the common theme, like, throughout every interview we do every year, most people are like, yeah, I don't really listen to Christmas music. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Musicians yeah, are just yeah. like, nah, you know. I mean, all I want for Christmas, I mean, obviously, everybody's got to listen to that, you know, at least yeah. 200 times. True. Uh, True. <laughs> maybe some Justin Bieber on the side. Oh, uh, I think it's because, but... I think it's also because you can't escape it. Like, you walk around, like, it's this everywhere. time of year, you're, you're getting you just blasted with, like, bad Christmas music. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You don't have to seek it out. I worked in the mall, and you know they'd play Christmas oh, no. music yeah. on loop. It's like not even Halloween and, yet, and you're already listening to yeah. Jingle Bells. <laughs> yep, it's cool. All right, uh, last one, Victor. What do we got? Yeah, so I went with the unorthodox pick. Well, very orthodox, I guess. It's uh, <laughs> Handel's Messiah, um, but it's the the one section of the masterpiece for Unto Us the Child Is Born, which is it's just Isaiah nine six um, in song form, and I, like I said, like I don't really listen to music, but I'm more into music for like the very like just mentally nourishing part of it. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about classical music that is just it's so complex and awe inspiring. Um, and like if, if you if you listen to opera, I mean, nowadays like, we're more, more used to contemporary voices. We kind of make fun of the, the, the style of vocal right. opera, right? Um, but you listen to the, in, the melodies and I'm just like, I could n- never sing even in my normal voice that, not, let alone like putting on the actual opera voice. It's actually yeah. really impressive, Wonderful. plus the strings and yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I tried it's, it's in the car, man. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's a really beautiful... Like the full thing, like the the full piece, not just talking about the four hundred us the child is born part, but that's obviously very much Christmas. And I mean, what I find amazing about the song itself, it re- really emphasizes the part where, yeah, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Um, and I mean, if you look at the, what the verse is itself, it is the prophecy of the coming Messiah. Um, it is a a man, well, a child that will be born. And not only that, but the entirety of the Godhead is invoked, um, proclaiming that this child that will be born who will um, save the world and have the government on his shoulders is not only mighty God, but wonderful counselor, the Holy Spirit, everlasting father, and the Prince of Peace, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, if you look at Colossians 2, 9, uh, 8 or 9, um, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, um, all encapsulated in one verse, in one uh prophet's book from 700 years before christ was born it's just such an incredible uh verse 
and the repetition in the song um well in the one piece of the whole masterpiece um and the the ebb and flow the up and down and the dynamics of the piece up to the climaxes in the song are just incredible and i wish more music was like this honestly just very deep and very complex and on dynamic very mm-hmm. dynamic yeah yeah so when you messaged me that that was the song you picked i was like well i know for unto us the child is born but i don't know this one and so <laughs> I, I pressed play there while i was working and like an hour and a half later i was like oh it's it's still on you know like <laughs> i've just been working with it in the background and like i felt like i was pretty productive like mm-hmm. i felt like my brain was working pretty good but uh, i like that kind of stuff in the background um just more like the i don't know when you listen to metal all the time and like metalcore, hardcore, like it's hard to put that in the background because you just want to like throw elbows and, you know, break your desk while <laughs> yeah, you're working. So yeah, it's much easier yeah, yeah. to like have like, especially stuff without words. Um, but this one, you know, the opera, you know, it's so quiet and it builds and gets louder and stuff. And it's, it's just a, I, it's a nice experience. Um, but like when I was in high school, my, one of our teachers, he let you come into his classroom at lunch to do schoolwork or whatever, just whatever and i'd always go in there and he'd always be playing classical music and so i i've always liked classical music but i've never been like i need to find christmas classical music and i had no idea this even existed but bro kids come into my classroom at lunch and they listen to impending doom you either like it or you get out <laughs> no they <laughs> I'm don't i'm serious that's awesome yeah i'm serious Heck yeah, come on yeah the cool thing about messiah is because it it's literally all kjv verses or i think there's certain parts that are from the common book of prayers like the anglican um hymnal um but it it tells the entire story of jesus every single part of it and each section is one verse and the melodies change but the the lyrics are repetitive so it lets you meditate on each verse for like three minutes at a time so it engages your mind because you you get drawn by the the beauty of the the lyric the the music then at the same time, you get to think about each single verse for like three minutes at a time, let's just say. And it's like it, it, it builds everything up and you see a whole narrative of the story of the Messiah. And it's precisely the message for Christmas, but it's a, also for year round. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think your guys' Christmas song picks like kind of highlight Reformed, like yeah. the band. Because you got these two like metal head, like hardcore guys and you got Victor who's very technical. Even the music you liked as a kid growing up. Talking about like periphery and stuff, like very technical. So yeah, so you have like I, I feel like vocally you're being very, I don't know, clean and technical and sharp. Um, but yeah, lyrically, I, too, I like what I you guess. guys are yeah, doing. I guess I'm just a big nerd, and that's why I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jake and I just like breakdowns, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the like the the eight oh eights and just like extremely like low tuned guitars. That's pretty much how I think. Um, all the time so i get into the opera too deep it starts hurting my head a little bit but you go into his brain just here <laughs> just <laughs> all over the place <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you go into tony's head you just hear like, <laughs> like going super fast. Even, dude. although i did i was like for probably like four or five years straight periphery was like my favorite band as well so I think that's uh, that's probably actually how I first like heard about Victor was just like the covers, and I was like, dang, it would be sick to work with this dude one day. And here we are. That's cool. That's cool. 
some nights we just like Gary and I chill and he just shows me stuff and he showed me all of all of Victor's stuff but he's really been pushing uh reform and he pushed reform right when stuff came out and it's good man it's so awesome we're super excited for everything you guys are gonna do uh yeah dude so thank you you so much Yeah, so a closing question, like, what's the band up to in the next year, and what's the best way our listeners can support you? Considering everyone's schedules, I remember, like, at one point in the middle of this year, we're like, oh, we're going to get a full album out by the end of the year, and, I mean, we all have jobs, and two of us have kids, and it's like, okay, well, we're going to have an EP by the end of the year. (laughs) Okay, well, then we're going to have one song released by the end of the year um, that kind of ties together the, the last four releases into one EP. Um, it'll make sense once it's out, but we have already started the writing process for like a full length that we'll be doing like singles releases over like for during 2024. Um, but yeah, ultimately the, the, the idea is just, there are so many topics that I love to write about and put into song form. A lot of the lyrics are already done. I have an idea of what to put the songs into, but um, with Jake and Tony writing instrumentals, it just ends up becoming cohesive because they're tied by the lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. So even if you look at like the four songs that we release, it's kind of like the order by which you would evangelize to someone. So Smoke mm-hmm. of Their Torment was the reality of judgment and the reality that none are righteous, no, not one, and that you are to be the recipient of, of that judgment. And then it gets left on the cliffhanger because like, okay, well, now what? And then Reprobate comes in, slaps you even harder in the face and says, look, this is the state of you, um, Reprobated. And then you think, okay, what do I do now? And then you look at Martyr and you see the, the plight of, it's mostly Paul's writing and, and also um, David's Messianic Psalm. Um, uh, but then you look at that and say, okay, well, this is the, the, the life that needs to be lived. And within that, there's the message that it's for Christ. And then um, the conqueror is the victory at the end is taken from the Trinity Psalter hymn. That's just, it's absolutely magnificent. And that's my favorite song. And it's uh, not my lyrics. It's written in the 1800s. So um, <laughs> first of all, there's no copyright anymore. It's public domain, so we can take it. But second <laughs> yeah. of all, um, I wish I wrote lyrics that deep, uh, but it, yeah. it's, it really ties it together. And then our final track like is going to be just, I guess the summary of all, all four, um, and then coming to the new year, there's a lot of different topics that I'd like to get into, and we don't have to necessarily do them in order of a, a particular message because we kind of did that with this EP. Um, but but I'm really excited about the different topics, and I'm not going to spoil anything, even though I want to. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of really, really cool things, and I'm, I'm super excited about what's going to happen. Um, yeah, no, in addition to what Victor was saying, um, we also have some really cool features uh, lined up for the record oh. next year, so... I'll just throw out that Sweet, out cool. there. I won't spoil any of it, but yeah, that's exciting, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we got we have some some big things coming. I think 2024 is going to be a a big year for Reformed. Um, I I truly think and believe that this project's been anointed, um, you know, by God, and he's he's got his hand on this music, and it's it's reaching people. I mean, people will message our page and talk about how they kind of fell away from Christ, and they've got plugged back into a church or they decided to follow Christ. And, um, it's, it's a really cool experience getting to see all of this firsthand. Um, yeah. And just the effect that it has on, you know, people that, you know, might not ever listen to Hillsong or, you know, Bethel music or, 
uh, elevation worship or whatever, you know, it's like, there's an audience out there that listens to, um, strictly, you know, screamo music and the fact that we're able to reach those people and shine the light on Christ is fantastic. And just these two guys being able to work with them and be able to put, you know, our music together to praise a holy God. I mean, there's nothing I would rather do. And so even though this is a hobby kind of for, you know, all three of us, um, it's, it's so enjoyable. It's just, it's a blast working with these guys. And, uh, I know for like for 2024, I think we have a catalog of how many songs guys, but eight or 10, maybe 12. Nine, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we've got songs we're working on. Tony and I Jake Jake just dropped, Jake just dropped a little demo this morning that Victor and I go like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna cool. be cool, man. So definitely, we're 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 definitely just getting started. As cliche as that sounds, but um, just <laughs> big that, things coming. Big yeah, things big coming. Big things coming soon. Yeah, yes, smash sir. that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so for sure, though. It's, so we're getting a song by the end of the year. Yeah, is that's that the plan. The, is that yes. what it sounds Hopefully. like? Yeah, it, it should. It should if, be I, if I send R-E-P. if I send Jake the files in enough time, then we'll have a song <laughs> by the end of the year. Yeah, I just had to record yeah. the screams. That's the last thing for me, um, dude. That's cool. But yeah, Looking like forward to what it. he touched on about like the because like honestly, for me when I started this band, I knew that my original goal of being like a secular artist was like I want to get big, I want to get big, I want to get numbers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Instantly, I stopped caring about that, and then I realized, okay, well, this platform that God gave me, like my YouTube channel and bury the light boosting up my numbers and inflating my spotify account (laughs) um (laughs) that was that that's there for a reason and i can use that platform now for something so um the 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 ultimate purpose behind reform truly is a desire that goes beyond the music and beyond even the genre of metal it's it's the desire to get the gospel out and to not hold back any punches um Partly because of my personal dismay, I guess, at the softening of the gospel, not just in music, but in like the most popular preachers. It's and, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, not even getting to like just like blatant false teaching and stuff. But just it's just I, I see the message of the gospel being soft, and then that leads to people not having understanding of what the Bible actually says, and so there's yeah. false conversions, and um, that's something that I entirely am am disappointed at so i realized that the combination of my platform my musical abilities god gave me um the connections that i have tony and jake and my ever growing knowledge of scripture because of my desire to study um all that together is a perfect recipe for what is theologically deep unapologetically christian metal music that can actually accomplish something by the grace of God. And we have seen reception of people that like now I talk to on a regular basis. Like I, I have a discord um, that I am, we have plenty of um, like scriptural biblical discussions and stuff like that. And I, I've, I've done Bible studies weekly up until when my son was born because I, I got a little too busy, but um, people actually genuinely coming to the faith. And I'm very skeptical about people who make professions of faith because I know how fickle it can be. But in these cases, because the full gospel has been presented, I can be confident that it's actually 
true conversions and just seeing what they understand and what the, their, their new desire to learn. It makes it clear that the Holy Spirit is actually working in people and through us and through the music. And um, it's all glory to God because, I mean, even lyrically, I'm not the one writing it. If you look at our songs, it's literally Bible verses, every single yeah. line, and then maybe some a little bit of commentary here and there. But like, it's all Bible verses and that word does not come back void. And it's incredible to see that and generally it's just a desire to have not just sermons be theologically deep but music be theologically yeah. deep and i think there's a desire for that from people Absolutely. Um, i myself had that urge to f to find christian metal music that was theologically deep and so i just f decided that why don't i fill that role and we'll try make and it. do that and yeah. inspire others to do the same thing um and yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just grateful for everything and we're going to keep doing this. Awesome. So, you've probably heard me say if you ever listen to our podcast, I complain about bands that drop singles. But for you guys, it seems to really be working for you guys. Like every time a single comes out, like you guys get tons of plays. Our friends in Kingdom Core like share your videos and get a bunch of people arguing on the internet about God. <laughs> and <laughs> And like, oh. it's super awesome to see it like take off like that and get really popular. Um, and so even though I complain about singles, like Memphis May Fire, you know, they've released an album last year that was like nine singles and then they released the 10th song and they're like, here's our album. I'm yep. like, yeah. that's what we're doing. That's, that's, that's next year. <laughs> but hey, I think that's just the way the world's going and you know, but it is. it's just how, how it is. But so if you hear me complain, just it's let about, me complain. It's about us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but the thing with that is just that, like, in, in our cases, we do once, like, we finish one song at a time because just based on everyone's schedule, that's that's what we're able to do. Like, if yeah. we were to, okay, let's get the full album ready and then we'll release it. Yeah. Okay, well, you'll never hear from us for the next three years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, and that, yeah, what that we was did the thing, like, like we, Tony, Tony posted about the other day. Tony, uh, on our Instagram post, he said that we'd never all met in person before. Like, we haven't. Like, you know, Tony lives in Las Vegas, you know. Victor lives in Canada and I live in Oklahoma. So this is strictly internet band, you know, like, so if we were in like a normal band situation, like, yeah, sure. We could probably go into a studio and pay, you know, $5,000 and knock out an album in three weeks. Right. <clears throat> or we keep all of our full-time jobs, spend time with our family <laughs> and our kids and, uh, put out a single every once in a while. So, um, I would love to do a full blown album. I'm kind of with you. Like, I don't like, you know, when a, when a CD, like whenever, not a CD, sorry, that's dated. Uh, when an album has seven <laughs> singles and then there's Cassette. 10 songs or whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah. I think an album is something we may, um, we may have in the future, you know, a 10 or 12 song, just full blown album, just drop it on you. But, um, in the meantime, there will be some singles. So, this year has also hey, been like a, a pretty big learning experience for us too because we didn't go into this with like the idea of we're going to do a five-song EP this year and then we'll put out a record next year. We just kind of just started saying like, all right, here's our music. Let's just start putting songs out. And then it's kind of organically evolved into what it kind of seems like a fitting and appropriate um, EP that kind of makes sense. Um, but it just kind of lucked out that way. I think we would all agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a really cool learning experience. I think uh, next year it'll probably go a lot smoother, but, um, yeah, we're just stoked on everything that's happened up to this point and all the support we've gotten. 
Cool. Yeah, we, we kind of made it work, and we were looking at uh, like planning out like a, a, the full album release of what song's gonna be the singles, but then um, there's like the final song of the album, which is the one we're gonna be releasing now, like the fifth one, and it's like, oh well, it's it's much longer than the rest, and some parts sound like Smoke of the Torment a little bit. So what are we gonna do? Like, oh well, we're gonna reference it and then have it all be together and tie the whole. Uh, I guess EP up now. Okay, we're doing an EP. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we're gonna release that before the end of the year, or should we do it in January? Because usually December releases. Well, no, but we should wrap up the year and have it done. Okay, cool. All right. Well, now we gotta finish the song. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like we're kind of figuring it out as we go. Um, and I mean, I'm 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 happy with how it's coming along. But when it comes to singles releasing, I think it's actually good for marketing. I guess you release one song, and then that gets pushed out an algorithm. And then two months later, next song, boom, next song, boom. If you do an album, it's like, okay, well, the, the a couple singles from the album are going to get pushed out. The other ones are maybe varied. Who knows? Nowadays, music kind of works differently. Like with like Spotify, you just like get put on playlists and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. Especially with newer bands. Like like if, if a new band came out and was like, look, we have three albums. Like people aren't really going to check them out. But if you just right. say, hey, we're a new band. Here's one song. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to be like, well, what, do you, what is it? What do they sound like? Yeah. You know? Uh, it's like if August Burns Red was dropping singles all the time, everyone would be like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Where's our album?" For like, sure, we know you guys can do albums. Yeah, but you know, I think it's just like a ramping up thing. It's like a palate cleanse, palate not cleanser, but like, what do Teaser. you think of this sound? And then you guys can go, "Well, that song really took off. People like that sound. We can, you know, yeah, baby steps, baby steps." Yep, yeah, and it's great because I mean, it, it allows, like you guys said people from all over to collaborate, make music. And we're getting more new music and access to it than ever before, mm-hmm. right? And so we get to have bands like Reformed or other bands that are doing it DIY, you know? And so it's so, so cool. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Go ahead. You should close this out, Tyler. Well, I, I wanted to ask him one thing. We might be able to put it in. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, so how'd you come up with the name Reformed and why'd you guys choose it? Oh, you Yeah, so it. we were... We were um, <laughs> like brainstorming a bunch of names and we had honestly no idea i mean at first when i was like wanting to make music with jake and music with tony i was just like okay well let's just release it under our names like victor borba comma jake smith and victor borba comma tony and then we're like wait um now that we're all three we can't do three names it's kind of too much okay let's come up with a band name let's see what we can do um and we, we there's a bunch of ideas floating around we wanted something simple that wasn't taken and it's hard to find something um my wife said, oh, what about Reformed? I was like, hmm, that's actually a really good name. Like, that's very powerful. Um, and it kind of tied in with the idea that, like, things need re- be reformation in the sense that, like, if um, Christian music is becoming diluted and sermons are being diluted, that needs to be reformed and go back to what it should have been. Like, the apostolic, like, expository, like, form of preaching and hymnals that are like really theologically deep let's reform back to that um so the way it, if you look at like the mission statement on our on our page it's, that's what it's focused on it's like let's reform the metal genre or even specifically the christian metal genre um and people ask like oh is it talking about reformed theology i i now am like it's funny because when when we made the band i wasn't reformed but a bunch of reformed people messaged me like hey like are you reformed? And then I got into like a bunch of like debates and discussions with people online. And then eventually I actually got convinced of the position. So I'm actually like reformed Presbyterian now. Um, Ooh, and it has, cool. it, has, it has nothing to do with the band name. It's, it's funny, but right. um, interesting. Uh, you should have named yeah. your band Lutheran. 
Let's <laughs> see what happens. Southern but, uh, but I mean, Baptist. It's like... <laughs> Reformed is just like a really powerful like term, For sure. right? And it is. it's in scripture too. Like there's there, there's pastors that say like reform your ways and and um stuff like that. Um, what the meaning though is just like we have to constantly reform ourselves um and return back to what the true faith and true method of the faith is. So it's it's um people are like oh like we need to find calvinist medals like well if what i'm saying is theologically sound you're gonna actually have it be accurate and correct and you'll you'll end up aligning with it if i say something that's heretical i mean that's I'm, that's not gonna happen so but like whatever position like whatever denomination you are you're gonna look at our music and be like yeah this is theologically sound so. all right let me write that down calvinist metal it's, all right it's <laughs> only it's only appropriate it's only appropriate that even our name would like cause some controversy online just from the start <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah no controversy with us though for sure. <laughs> cool that's awesome guys uh yeah so uh we re- really want to thank you guys for coming on spending time here um we are looking forward to everything that is to come with reformed um you guys are awesome dudes so we're definitely going to push people to follow you guys and stoked for the single uh to come out to complete this five song EP. So uh, thank you guys and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry yeah, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank, you. thank you so much. It's so cool that, like, in this day and age, that we can have a band with members that have never met. Like, I think that's so crazy. Like, Obviously, in 2023, it's, it's normal, but, like, the bands, when you think of, it's, like, friends get together, make a band, they jam in a garage jam or whatever. Garage, yeah. And, like, this is just – it's so cool because I think – and we've said this before on the podcast. I think this is allowing for more music to be made, right, technology nowadays. And so we're getting bands like Reformed or bands like Our Boys and Unworthy and stuff like that, these kind of bands that are able to just send these pieces of music to each other – um and make bands and release it on streaming services it's so cool yeah more bands and more frequent yeah absolutely um i i really enjoyed talking to these guys and like seeing it from that perspective and and victor borba um it's pretty crazy like he's has a pretty big following online and so yeah. it's cool that he has this project now with reformed and uh love their mission love what they're trying to do so cool yeah i'm super excited for people if you've never heard them and now you're curious like i'm excited to see more people get into them and i don't know see them be the next four today oh that'd be sweet no and it was so cool talking about traditions too and this is it's just because we're getting older and we're like the same age or in the same sort of age as these bands that we're interviewing to where it's like talks about kids and like the traditions are all about their kids and they're excited about that and it's it's a it's a really cool aspect and like I totally relate with that, yep. um, and it's awesome. So I think in closing, you know yeah. this is the finale of the year even. This is it, dude. Last one for 2023. So thank you listeners for listening to us all year long. We hope you guys have a great end of the year, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and yep. we will see you next year. Next year, and you know what that means, Gary? What? That means we got to put out our top albums of 2023. Album of the Year episode. We should do that next. Coming out. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for the support. 
You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening.